I'm Shanu Modi. I'm a breast medical oncologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. I think it's a pretty exciting time for HER2 positive breast cancer. I mean, at this meeting, there were a number of important studies that were presented this morning specifically for HER2 positive disease. Our approach to HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer is, is fairly well prescribed up to second line therapy. You know, we have Cleopatra data that really sets our gold standard regimen for first line space, which is uh, taxane, trastuzumab, pertuzumab. In the second line, we use TDM1. Um, but beyond that, you know, there, there are options, but there's no one preferred option. Um, and so it's an area where there's been really ripe for clinical research and drug development. And so this year, you know, several important studies report positive uh, for patients who have pretreated HER2 positive disease. Um, you know, this morning we heard about uh, the first results of the HER2 CLIMB trial, the Catnip randomized phase two trial. Um, which was a positive study, and the, the study was looking at patients, again, in that third-line space uh, who had prior trastuzumab, pertuzumab, TDM1. And these patients were randomized due to catinib, plus-minus, standard of care, uh, trastuzumab, and um, uh, capecitabine. And there was a clear advantage in the trastuzumab arm, a 50% reduction in the risk of a progression-free survival event, a 30% reduction in the risk of death. And, and they, they have um, you know, also promising activity in, in, uh, in the brain meds uh, group of patients. We hope to hear more detailed information about that in the future, actually. Uh, and overall, it's, it's a well-tolerated regimen. I think the rates of toxicity are very acceptable. And certainly the rates of diarrhea in particular are much less than with other tyrosine kinds inhibitors. So it's a, going to be an, a, an important option for, for patients in this space. The other, I think, really particularly exciting um, result that was presented was the phase two trastuzumab druxtecan data. And I'm a, a, you know, an investigator and I was the lead author on that publication. Um, so I have a lot of firsthand knowledge, I guess I would say. Uh, and I you know, was a, an investigator in both the phase one and this phase two study. And we're continuing to enroll now onto the phase three trial. So I have a lot of hands-on experience. And you know, it's, it is an extremely active agent. I'm really excited about it. It was a phase two trial. And it was for patients, again, in that third line space who've had some of our most potent HER2 targeted therapies but still need active treatment. And, you know, I think we saw a dramatic, impressive response rate in this group of patients. Um, and, and I think more, even more importantly in some respects is that the benefit was durable. Um, so patients uh, got long-term gain from, from this therapy, which I think is really key. And, and, you know, now we're looking forward to the confirmatory phase three trials. I think we want people to be very aware of, of the fact that overall it's a, it's a well-tolerated drug. It has a typical side effects you would expect for a toposomerase 1 inhibitor uh, payload, which is some GI side effects and some bone marrow suppression that were really manageable. But the one, one thing that's important, and I think it, it's appropriately been highlighted in, in all the presentations and discussions of this drug, is that there is a risk of lung toxicity. And it's an important risk. In some cases, it has led to fatalities on the trial, small number, but nonetheless. So I think people need both physicians and patients need to be aware of this so that um, you know patients 
report new symptoms or worsening symptoms because I think that's going to be the key and that physicians are, are aware to work up new symptoms or worsening symptoms, pulmonary symptoms I'm referring to, um, so that we can you know intervene early and prevent serious lung toxicities in these folks. So this is such an active drug. I think if, if people are mindful of how to use it appropriately, I think it, it's going to be an important uh, tool for, for patients, again, in the refractory setting.